my best mid-major conference in the country and maybe Coach Dutcher in San Diego State would have an issue with me calling this conference a mid-major, especially with them being about as competitive as the Pac-12 the last couple years and then having a team making the national championship in the Aztecs. But it is the Mountain West. I have San Diego State in a tier of their own in first. In second, I have also in a tier of their own Boise State. And then following behind them, I have New Mexico, Nevada, Colorado State, UNLV, Utah State, and San Diego State all in that next tier. Following them in the last tier, I have Fresno State, Wyoming, and Air Force. This, the last few seasons, has been a 3-4 bid league. Um, I think this year there's a decent chance that it's just a two-bid league. But 3-8, to eight, though, being as competitive as they are, it's not like it'll be off nights for San Diego State and Boise State. Maybe this league can can continue to get three or four bids. I predicted four teams to get an NCAA tournament, but two of them I have in my last four in. San Diego State up at the top. Um, I'm a little lower on this team relative to others. I have this team at 20th, losing Matt Bradley, the main offensive piece, the guy that could bail them out late in the shot clock with his ability to hit contested shots. Um, more so than the rest of this roster, he's gone at 13 points a game. Also, Keyshawn Johnson at eight and five is gone. Nathan Minsa inside at six and six is gone. And then a couple four and a half, six point a game guys have also left. But three of this team's top four and four of their top six are back on a team that went to the national title game that I was very high on going into the season because of their continuity, what they returned, and most notably their defense, the way this Brian Dutcher team is so aggressive on the defensive end of the floor and doesn't give you any easy looks. Those guys coming back, Darian Trammell, average 10 points a game, three assists, couple and a half rebounds over a steal. Lamont Butler, nine points a game last year, similar numbers to Trammell. Jaron Ledee inside, averaged eight and five. Micah Parrish, averaged seven and a half. Those are their four of their top six that are back. They bring in Jay Powell out of Campbell. Got to watch him several times in the Big South Tournament. Very good player, averaged 12 points, seven boards a game. Also a good defender, which of course Dutcher likes, averaged a steal in a block and a half a game. Reese Waters is in, a double-figure scorer out of the Pac-12 in USC at 10 points a night. Those couple transfers will certainly right away come in and impact the rotation, but I don't think this team is as deep as they've been in the past unless some unproven guys step up. I'm only confident in those top six. None of the others have done so in the past. I guess Miles Bird did average four points a game last year for this team, but that's the only guy that's averaged over one point outside of those top six. I have this San Diego State team being exactly um, what they were last year in terms of seeding a five seed at number 20. Some people will throw this team near the top 10 or inside the top 15. I think that's just remembering what happened in March and early April a little too much. I mean, this team was very close, tied with three minutes to go in the game, to being knocked out in the first round by Charleston. Um, Commonly, teams that make deep runs are overrated, and I'm not going to fall for it, but still believe this San Diego State team is second weekend capable because of the elite 
defense that Brian Dutcher coaches. Boise State, I have at second, and again, in a tier of their own in this conference. I think they're better than that next bunching of teams. They bring back three of their top four leading scorers as well, including leader, coach's son, Leon Rice in his 14th year, his son, Max Rice, is in his sixth year. At 14 points, five boards a game, shoots it 41% from three, leads this team not just in scoring, but also in his emotion, in his leadership. Cam Martin is a nice transfer from Kansas, a former D2 All-American. I think he was at Missouri Southern in um, the MIAA of D2. So he saw, you know, team that's run through D2, won several national championships in Northwest Missouri State quite often and was still able to produce. He was a great three-point shooter, just couldn't see the floor and couldn't stay healthy in his two seasons at Kansas, never really saw time. But he will produce for this Boise State team, assuming health. Omar Stanley, oh, and he's also an Oklahoma guy. Got to shout out an Oklahoma guy from UConn. Omar Stanley out of St. John's averaged five points, three boards a game last year for them. And then Robbie Anderson had the biggest production last year in D1, averaged 14 points, four boards, three and a half assists in the Big West at UC San Diego. Tyson Degenhart. Also back at 14.1 a game. Sorry, I said Max Rice was the leading scorer. I guess Tyson beat him by .1. Agbo also averaged 11.5 in five boards a game, shot at 40% from three. So three of their top four back with a couple power six transfers in. Cam Martin, no, he had no production at Kansas, but I'm very much a believer in his skill set. And then Roddy Anderson should help right away out of UC San Diego. I have Boise State as a 10 seed and number 39 in my power rankings. This next grouping of teams very well could all miss the NCAA tournament, and this is only a two-bid Bountain West, but three to eight should be a ton of fun in San Diego State and Boise State. will have to come to prepared to beat any of these next six teams. New Mexico is who I have third. Richard Patino in his third season went eight and ten, good for middle of the pack, sixth in the Mountain West a year ago. They bring back their two leading scorers, and boy, were they big ones at that, and Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. Averaged 19 points, Mashburn did. House averaged 17 last year, five assists, four boards, one of the leading steal guys in the country at nearly three a game. They do lose Morris Udesi, who averaged 16 and a half points a game, nearly 10 boards a contest, but they hit the transfer market hard, getting in NJJ, Nelly Jr. Joseph, watched him dominate the MAAC inside, averaged 15 points, nine boards a game, coached by Rick Patino last year, now heading to his son. Amzil's brought in out of Dayton, averaged nine points, five boards a game, got to watch him play about seven times. There was too often on that Dayton team where I thought Amzeal was a zero, um, just standing in the corner waiting for somebody else to create for him. Perhaps that was his role, but we'll see if he can be more impactful at New Mexico. Jamaro Baker Jr. averaged 12.5, three rebounds, three assists a game last year at Fresno State in the Mountain West. 
Coach Patino happy to get a double-figure scorer from the Mountain West in him. And then they bring in a double-double guy out of Texas A&M Corpus Christi, made the NCAA tournament last year, and Isaac Mushilla averaged nearly 15 points, 10 boards a contest. Those four transfers, along with Mashburn and House, makes this a very talented team. Donovan Dent's also back, who scored six points a game. The first seven in this rotation is scary with the four transfers that Coach Patino brought in. I have this team third. I have them making the NCAA tournament. That could be a stretch, but I have them as one of my last four teams in at number 43 in an 11 seed in a playing game. Nevada, Steve Alford, who I have at number 45, also in a play-in game, fourth in this conference. They bring back their two leading scorers. Maybe I should have slotted this team at third with the success that they had last year in bringing back Keenan Blackshear, Jared Lucas. Lucas averaged 17, Blackshear averaged 14, four and a half steals, four rebounds. But they lose Will Baker. His 14 points, five rebounds a game will be missed, along with a couple role guys as well. But four of the top six for Nevada and Coach Alford are back. They bring in Tylen Pope out of Tulane, average six and a half and four and a half, and then a Juco transfer. So not much brought in to replace what was lost, but bringing back their two leading scorers. This can be an NCAA tournament team yet again in Coach Alford's fifth season. At number five, Colorado State, after a down year last year, should be much improved. Nico Medved in his sixth year. They lost one double-figure scorer in Tanja, 15 points, nearly five boards a game. But bring back their leader, Isaiah Stevens, one of the best point guards in the country. 18 points, seven assists, three and a half rebounds, shot at 38% from three. Also, Patrick Cartier, 12 points, three boards, 44% three-point shooter. He's six foot eight. Would like to see him hit the boards a little bit more aggressively, but a very good perimeter player for his size. Nikkei Clifford averaged six and four last year, transferring in from Colorado down from the Power Six to the Mountain West. Joel Scott at Black Hills State was the D2 National Player of the Year at 23 points, 10 boards a game, shot at 40% from three, and will impact Colorado State right away. And then Javante Johnson comes in out of Richard Patino's New Mexico with all the talent that they brought in. He thought it'd be best to head over to Colorado, average six points, three and a half boards a game last year. With Stevens, with the National Two Player of the Year, with Patrick as well, Colorado State will be much better in Medved's sixth year at Colorado State, and I look for this team to finish fifth. They were T8 a year prior. UNLV, Kevin Kruger, in his third year, has a very veteran team, a bunch of guys in their fifth year in college basketball. They lose their two leading scorers. Elijah Harkis had the utmost success in transferring from OU down to UNLV, averaged 19 points, five boards a game. Keyshawn Gilbert was another double-figure scorer gone. Only double-figure guy back is Luis Rodriguez, averaged 11-6, and six, nearly two steals a contest a year ago. Webster averaged eight. Jackie Johnson averaged six. Those are the other role guys back, along with Shane Noel, who averaged five points a game. Coach Kruger. Went to OU again to bring in a transfer. I don't know if he'll score as many as Harkless, 
But Jalen Hill is a very solid piece at 10 points, six boards a game. And then they got the Boone brothers, Caleb Boone at OSU, Keelan Boone previously at OSU, but went to Pacific last season. At Pacific, he averaged 14 points, four boards. Caleb averaged 11 in five in the Big 12 last year at OSU. So bringing a couple double figure Big 12 guys into the Mountain West did Coach Kruger. They also bring in a top 40 freshman in the country in Deedon Thomas Jr. He was ranked 37th in ESPN's top 100 and then a JUCO at a college of Southern Idaho. So those three transfers, a top 40 recruit in the country, a double figure scorer along with three role guys back. UNLV should be better than they were a year ago, finished 7-11. and 11. I think they can go above 500 in the Mountain West this year and perhaps can do better than that. Utah State went 13-5 and five last year in the Mountain West, finished tied second. Ryan Odom took that two years of success and left to VCU. They bring in Danny Sprinkle, who had two NCAA tournament appearances in Bozeman, Montana at Montana State to take over for this team. He brought in a couple of his former players to try to help right away, but they did not return a single point on the entire roster. So it is all transfers that are having to make their impact right away or freshmen slash unproven guys last year. Darius Brown out of Montana State averaged nine, four and a half boards, five assists, nearly two steals, shot at 40% from three. He should be this team's point guard. Great Ozabor out of Montana State was also a double figure guy, or I guess Brown wasn't, but very close. Averaged 10 points, five boards a game. Nigel Burris comes in out of Idaho, averaged nine points, five boards, shot at 45% from three. Josh Udesi averaged 13 at Coastal Carolina. Ian Martinez was a role guy at Maryland, averaged six points a game in the Big Ten. Max Ogbonk-Polo averaged five and a half at Wyoming after coming over from USC. And then they bring in a D2 transfer from SNU in Javon Jackson. Six D1 transfers with experience, and Danny Sprinkle likes to win. Clearly, he did it at Montana State. So maybe this won't be a team that's at the bottom of the pack. Maybe I have them too low at seven. I do think they're in the same tier from three to eight with the talent that they have. But having to replace 100%, not 84, not 91, 100% of their rotation is going to be a tall task for Coach Sprinkle in his first year. San Jose State is who I have at eighth. Tim Miles, formerly at Nebraska, having a little bit more success at San Jose State than he did there at Nebraska, but they're losing two of their three leading scorers. Omari Moore averaged 17 and a half, nearly five boards, five assists for this team. Big blow losing him, but four of the top six are back and five of the top eight. Only double figure guy was Cardenas, who averaged 10 points, three and a half assists, three boards, and then they bring back about four Five and a half to seven and a half point per game, guys. Robert Viola inside's one of those average seven and a half, six and a half boards for this team last year. The transfers aren't great. Bringing a guy that played six minutes a game at Washington State in a JUCO. So because of that, I think the San Jose State will team will be worse, losing more. Um, they only had two fi- double-figure scores a year ago, and more led this offense in a big way. I have this team dropping from fifth in a winning record last year in the Mountain West 
to down to eighth. In my last tier, I have Fresno State at number nine. These guys all below the three to eight teams. They went six and 12 last year, good for tied ninth. Do return their leading scorer in Isaiah Hill, 12 and a half points a game, four assists, but lose their second, third, fifth, seventh, ninth leading scorers. Decent amount of the rotations gone, three of the top five no longer at Fresno State. Andre inside at six foot eleven is their other next best returner, eight points, six boards a game. Yap is another senior guard that averaged six points a game. The top six probably in this rotation will all be seniors or graduate seniors, so at least they will be veteran. Perhaps that could help. They bring in Boyaki, former top 100 recruit in the Pac-12 at Arizona State, but only played three minutes a game for the Sun Devils last year. Xavier DeSoul out of Wyoming, averaged eight last year, shot at 42% from three, and then Isaiah Pope at Utah Tech, averaged 13 and four, also shot at 42% from three. So three transfers to go along with three of their top six back. I see this team being pretty similar to what they were a year ago, six and 12 tied ninth. At number 10, I have Wyoming, who went four and 14 last year. Jeff Linder, so much promise going into the season. I thought this was going to be an NCAA tournament team. He turned around this Cowboys program, but boy, did they have a lot of turmoil last year, some chaos going on within that locker room, and they're losing seven of their top eight in each of their top five leading scorers. Most productive returner, Brendan Wenzel, averaged eight points, four boards, shot at 41% from three, so of course... Coach Linder had to hit the transfer market to get better. Sam Griffin, 15 points a game at Tulsa last year. That is a big-time scoring transfer from another mid-major conference. And then also bring in a D2 All-American and the NAIA Player of the Year. So maybe those guys, granted, they'll be stepping up to the Division I ranks, but can have success for this team. And then they also add a guy that played role minutes, just three and a half minutes a game at Nebraska. But behind the NIA Player of the Year, a D2 All-American in Cott and Walters, Sam Griffin, big scorer from Tulsa and Wenzel back. Maybe they can be better than where I have them at 10, but this team finished dead last in the conference a year ago. You lose seven of your top eight. How can I expect you to improve? Air Force at 11, Joe Scott in his fourth season. This team didn't finish last last year, but they did finish 10th. Went 5-13. and 13. I've got them dropping back just a, a spot. There is not a single senior on this roster. They lost their leading scorer at 15 points a game. Also lost their fourth and fifth leading scorers as well. Only one double-figure guy is back in Petratus at 10 and a half. Six boards a game. Couple other guys averaged about six and a half or seven. But with this being a military academy and Air Force, of course, they're not getting in a laundry list of transfers. So it's probably going to be yet another down year for Air Force, finishing last in this tough Mountain West Conference, who I think is the best conference in all of mid major basketball. I have this conference being a four bid league but they better continue to do what they've done in the past. Play well in November and December. You play well in November and December. By the time you enter conference play, the majority of your teams are high in the net rankings, and that allows you to, when you play one another, pick up quality wins. You underperform in November and December, 
and this conference is going to limit how many bids they can get into the NCAA tournament. I have four, but it could very easily be a two-bid league. I don't see any way this isn't a multi-bid league, a proud mid-major conference, but I have Nevada, New Mexico being last four teams in the NCAA tournament, Boise State a 10 seed, and then San Diego State, you're defending national runner-ups as a five seed. 